Hey everybody, I'm Angela and welcome to the Mood Board Podcast. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of us are probably thinking, wow, I can't believe it's already April of 2021. And if you're a small business owner and interior designer, you may be looking at your business in the beginning of Q2 and be thinking, how am I going to hit any of the goals that I want to make? How am I going to get more high-end clients? How am I going to increase my bottom line? I really wanted to connect with certain brands this year, and so far, it's just been nothing. Um, So I thought this was really the perfect time to reach out and talk with Natalie Norcross. She is the CEO of a design partnership, which is actually a PR firm that specifically works with interior designers and lifestyle brands to really help solve those exact questions. So I'm really hoping for this podcast, you guys get your pen and your paper out and you take some notes. I think Natalie gives a lot of really constructive feedback and just things that I'll say, to be honest, I took to heart at thinking about how I want to push my business forward um, as we move into the next quarter, just to get yourself more exposure um, and then really defining what is that. I think that's what Natalie's gift is. She is a former interior designer herself. She completely understands the industry, the insides and outs, the rabbit holes that happen within it as well. So definitely worth a listen. And also, please make sure that you sign up for the link. It's on my website where Natalie will actually give out a free content calendar. You just need to fill out a form and find out some more information about her business. Many people have been asking me, how can they support my business? And let me tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already on the right path. So just make sure that you subscribe and share it with your friends and family. But a second thing you can do is sign up for my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. In less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. I will also provide feedback on Skillshare and share students' work on my Instagram feed. So on that note, let's get started with the show. Hello, Natalie. Thank you so much for coming on the Mood Board Podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, One, you've had a very interesting background, you know, originally being an interior designer and then really taking that platform and expanding it into your own PR firm um, directly towards interior designers. So for me, there's just a lot of questions I want to dig into. Um, But my first question is really for first-time listeners, tell us a little bit about your current business called A Design Partnership. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Uh, So A Design Partnership is a full-service public relations agency. We serve interior designers and lifestyle brands and help them with organic growth through public relations. Yes, which is very important, too, that you said organic growth, you know, so we don't have to buy our followers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's not paid, it's earned, which is awesome. Right, exactly. Very, very big difference right now. So let's talk about, I think the first thing I'd love to know, how did you make the leap from interior designer to becoming a PR agency that represents interior designers? Like, how did you get started? Yeah, great question. So I actually started my career as an interior designer 
Um, I had a successful interior design firm doing high-end residential and hotels internationally. Mm. Um, I ended up selling my company in May of 2008. And in October of 2008, the economy totally crashed. Yes. So I started having interior designers in the industry ask if I could help them with marketing and business development, which is mm -hmm. how the agency was born. Um, and since then, we've grown to a really awesome dynamic team. I call it our, our dream team um, of just industry experts who are really passionate about helping our clients transform their brands through you know, organic growth and securing coverage in regional and national publications for them. Yeah. And do you feel like with interior designers too, like one of the things that, that probably comes up the, month, the most I can imagine is, you know, because of your experience in industry, how do you really get those high-end clients? Like, since you're saying you had worked in hotels as well, you know, how do you kind of help interior designers maybe get to those levels? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I really grew my design company off of the backs of PR. And so I'm a huge believer in kind of transforming your interior design business through public relations. I just haven't found really a better marketing tool that kind of gets you exposure in your regional market as well as up levels your brand. So for instance, like national publications like El Decor and House Beautiful and Architectural Digest, you know, as you get published there, it kind of naturally elevates your brand. People see that you're you know, well-published month over month and have a tendency of thinking like, wow, they must be, you know, expensive if they're published in all these great right. publications. And then the regional publications really do help to, you know, see and meet new clients in their local markets. Um, so I'm a huge believer in, you know, PR for an interior design firm, especially because it's so image driven. It's so story driven. Yes. You know, every home has a really great story behind it. Um, every project has, you know, its own set of unique qualities. And so uh, because of the nature, you know, of interior design, it just is a, a wonderful marketing tool for expansion and growth. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you touched on that, I think one of the things that I'll say even with my own career that I haven't done enough of, and only now has it become the light bulb, is the importance of the regional publications to really bring in the clients. Can you talk about like what is so important about really focusing on those regional um, publications for a brand? Yeah, absolutely. I have a really great case study. So we have a um, client and in November, we've been working with them for about six months. They've been getting a lot of great national press as well as some regional press. Um, but we got them featured in the Minneapolis Times. And um, when that story went live in November, they ended up getting nine phone calls from it. Wow. Out of the nine, five of them met their minimum threshold. So they have a minimum threshold of $150,000 budget or more. They're able to close all five of those clients, which is That's awesome. amazing. <laughs> yes, it's such a great story. And, and we just have so many great success stories and case studies similar where you know, press has landed them, you know, client phone calls, new projects. So it's exciting to be able to, you know, really help and serve clients um, and small businesses that are, you know, really growing and seeing a difference in their business. Yeah. And I think what's so crazy about that story that you just shared too, is that, you know, that type of turnaround in six months. And I think a lot of times we get into this sort of mindset that the national publications are the thing you know, and they're huge right. and you get a lot of publicity, but you know, nine times out of 10, the person who can hire you is somebody who's really in your backyard. You know, Absolutely. And, and who's reading, 
Right. Like, and who is your audience, right? So mm. is your audience reading House Beautiful? Maybe, maybe not. Is your, you know, House Beautiful is still great, right? Because right. it does, it is national. It does help uplevel your brand, but will it get the phone ringing if that's your goal? And most of our residential interior designers, um, thankfully, are really, you know, booked through 2021. Um, and so not all of them necessarily have the goal of needing more clients or wanting more clients, but it's a lot more of up-leveling their brand. So we really create kind of customized communication strategies on their specific goals, dreams, and desires because, you know, one interior design company might have a different goal than another. And so we really, you know, kind of customize that uh, for each client in order to achieve that. Yeah. I'm like, I got to stick to my questions because I have like more that I want to ask you. And I'm like, I got to, I'm going to stick to what I wrote <laughs> down first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so let's talk about, and I think you've already touched on a little bit, but how a PR firm can really transform an interior designer's career. You know, why should someone invest in your agency? I, I find this is something that, you know, interior designers will ask me these types of questions all the time and I'll go, I'm not a PR firm. You know, I, I can represent myself really well, but representing somebody else, I'm like, that's not, that's not my wheelhouse. So why should someone reach out to you? Yeah, great question. I love this one. Um, when I had my interior design firm, I realized that most of my business was actually coming from word of mouth and referrals from clients, which was great. I mean, it really spoke highly about our services. Um, but however, one thing I started realizing is we were kind of stuck in this rut. We were servicing the same group and the same type of client. Yes. And as we all know, you know, interior design is a high touch, high service business. So we only had the capacity to grow so much. Mm. Um, so through kind of a lot of coaching and working with my business mentor, I realized I could create the same revenue in my interior design business, but take five high quality clients instead yeah. of 25 lower budget yeah. clients. So we came up with a marketing plan to do just that. And we really leaned heavily on PR. And a year later, we did it. We landed $5 million clients all through the power of PR. So now we use that same method with our clients to help them grow. Um, and the majority of our clients, you know, really do prefer quality projects over quantity projects. Yeah. Uh, we just really found that, you know, even in the, in my interior design company that our team was less stressed. Um, they, our clients were more happy and we were really able to give them a better concierge level of service to five great clients in one year, instead of running around trying to make 25 of them happy all the time. So uh, we were also able to really manage the projects better because we could really focus on getting everything needed and done for that client uh, one day a week. So for instance, we dedicated like client A, we got all, all day Monday was like just servicing client mm -hmm. A and then mm -hmm. all day Tuesday was servicing client B and so forth and so on. And by blocking and batching our time, we could really get more accomplished in a shorter period of time and our business really flourished. So we really kind of took that mantra forward and found much success in serving our clients. And it's one thing that I love talking about with, um, you know, our interior design clients now with the PR agency is that you know, what are your goals and dreams and aspirations? And then let's kind of back out of that. You know, like if your goal is to hit a revenue dollar or to, you know, expand in doing partnerships with brands, mm -hmm. you know, let's like kind of take all those goals, dreams and aspirations and kind of back it out and then create a customized strategy that fulfills that. Yeah. And I think what's really huge too about what you're saying, Natalie, because I feel like 
I think a lot of interior designers, and I don't, I'm just speaking for myself, you know, I can, I can get to a point in my career where it's definitely been a word of mouth, but it can be a word of mouth that sort of plateaus what your income can be. Right. Because the word of mouth also communicates what your price point is. Right. You know, and then you do end up having a lot of little clients, but you go, wow, I really, you know, that client that I had last year that was huge, you know, that income, you know, they haven't passed it on to somebody next. And so to me, I think it's very interesting, like what you're saying is really going out and reaching out to that PR agency and being like, I want to get more of that last year client. Right. And kind of get out of this a little bit, because I do think you can almost get stuck in that bubble. Um, but you can't ever really increase your rates that much at the same time. Right. Yeah. And it's hard, I think, for most interior designers is because you have to stay, say no uh, to certain projects. And that's really hard, right? Because especially as a business owner, you're like, <laughs> and you're just, yes, people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm the same, right? It's like, I, oh, you have a project? I can help you. Yeah. You know, and so um, that definitely was something that was a a tool that I had to train myself and teach my brain how to say, which didn't come naturally, but something that was very powerful because, you know, it meant a lot of difference in what we can serve, how we can serve our clients, our team, how much stress that they were taking on and having just the overall mantra as well as work-life balance is something that was really important for Mm -hmm. us that, you know, saying no is sometimes really hard to do. It's really hard. I think it's especially hard just in our industry. You know, I think interior designers were such people pleasers. Um, And again, like I said, like we both were saying, most of our referrals are definitely from people from word of mouth. You know, so it might be hard to say no to your aunt, you know, when she gives you something that you're like, this just doesn't really fit. (laughs) You know, I've had some (laughs) of those referrals where I'm like, that does not even work for something I would personally want to work on. Um, And then it just doesn't fit the budget. And like you said, too, when you build a team, you need to be bringing in enough income to really support them as well. Um, Right. Your projects have to make sense. Well, on that note, let's take a break. When it comes to finishing a room, most people forget about the styling. Even when people buy the whole room setting from the showroom. You guys remember that? Showrooms? Ugh. Those were the good old days. You'd often come home, set it all up, and then ask yourself, why doesn't it look as good as it did in the store? Well, the secret is because it hasn't been styled. But don't worry, I've got you covered. Check out my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. And in less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. Sign up for Skillshare.com and I will post your work on my Instagram feed. What do you feel like has been one of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome to be successful in the PR world? I love this question. It's such a good one. So, you know, educating interior designers on the right way to market their business has definitely been a hurdle. And I think just because it's taken on a whole new mindset and 
you know, there's a million wrong ways to market an interior design business and there are hundreds of options out there. Um, But having done it for my business, as well as our clients, we know that the best way to really grow an interior design firm is through public relations. I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, I haven't found any better marketing tool and, you know, coming from the school of hard knocks, believe me, I tried every marketing (laughs) tool out there. So, (laughs) you know, like we know what works and what did not So like, just take my advice and like, Trust me, I, I know I tried it all. And, you know, I hear stories all the time and it breaks my heart just about people who have hired a PR agency and it didn't work out for yes. them or they hired a marketing company or they spent a ton of money in advertising with no success. And it's yes. just hard to know what to do. And, you know, to be a marketing expert as well as a talented interior designer is, you know, a lot of hats to wear. So much. <laughs> um, I think that's definitely <laughs> been kind of a big hurdle is just educating interior designers on, you know, the proper way to market interior design business. I agree. Cause I think there is a lot of, like you said, there are a lot of things out there. Um, but it's almost like you're just without a plan, you're just sort of randomly like throwing things up and you're like, well, this company like me, if I do this, does this, you know, it's, there's no real direction and you do need to work with someone who has experience of like, this will actually translate, you know, into business or will improve your brand or improve your exposure. Um, because I do think this industry is very, um, I always say this about interior design. It's definitely clicky and it's who, you know, um, and you can make a lot of mistakes just on your own, you know, and not knowing yeah. where to go in the industry. There's plenty of, of rabbit holes and being like, that did nothing for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's just so, the digital era, it has risen to yes. such massive levels that I think, you know, now we're seeing that, okay, do I do, you know, Google ads? Do I do emails? Do I do social media? Do I do blogs? Like there's just so many different ways to market your business and like, what do I do? How do I do it? How do we make it effective so that it, you know, makes sense for our business. And I like to tell clients, like, ideally, if you can get a marketing ecosystem up and running for your business, it doesn't have to be really complicated. I'm all Mm -hmm. about like simple marketing, minimalist marketing tools, ways to create it, set it, automate it, let it run for you so that, you know, it is all on automation and not something that's going to require a ton of money or a ton of time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, does allow the business to flourish and grow in um, different ways that you're interested in. So most of our clients do have kind of some type of eagerness to scale their business in some way. It might not mean that like you want a team of 10 or 50, you know, employees, but in some way they want to scale, whether that be, I'd rather just take like five quality clients over the next Mm. year instead of 25 or, Mm. you know, ideally I'd like to hire a junior designer or assistant or, you know, some admin team members on my team. So um, most of our clients want some type of growth in some way or capacity. Yeah, some growth. Okay. That makes sense to me. Um, one of the questions I'm going to ask you, this is our last one before we get to our interior design game. What do you feel like is a myth about PR that you would like to debunk for listeners? Yeah, great one. So, you know, PR is something that you do for a few, it's not really something that like you just do for a few months and you stop, Mm -hmm. right? Um, it really is a marathon. It's not a race. The more that we can consistently, you know, get you published month over month, the better it is for your brand. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, we live in a digital world with a lot of content being thrown at us. So it's really vital that you continue to get published with a variety of outlets, um, you know, getting the big feature stories, the full home tours, the small features on bathrooms, the small trend articles and expert advice columns. Um, and, you know, our clients who use those articles and put them on their website, share them on their social media channels, send them an email blast to their database are really scaring scaling their business at exceptional rates. Hmm. So it just almost becomes like another piece of content um, that you use in your marketing ecosystem, which also, you know, helps to drive leads and new clients and things to your business as well. Which I think is good to know too, like when you get those offers in your inbox, like you should actually take them serious. You know what I mean? I think sometimes you get all asked so many different things from different platforms, you're not sure, um, is that going to translate? But I hear what you're saying if you kind of, and again, it, it depends on what the email is. Some are pretty random, but you're like, okay, I know these publications, you know, they have a good following. It, it's definitely worth, um, you know, writing the one to three sentences. It's not going to kill your day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and with PR, I mean, it's almost like working out, right? Like, I mean, yes. you have, and it, with anything with marketing, it's all about consistency. Like the more that you just continue to do it month over month, the better it is for your brand. Yes. So, you know, you can't really just like do PR for a few months and be like, okay, well, I did PR. That was fun. Like <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's one of those things you just continually do. And, you know, we have one client in our agency that's going on their seventh year with us. So wow. we're really a big believer in, you know, partnering with our clients and, you know, coming alongside them for the growth that they admire. And it really is about, you know, a long term view and not, you know, a short term race. Yeah, no, and I think that says a lot too about having, you know, you have interior designers where there's really a high retention rate where someone would be willing to stay with you for seven years, you know, is saying this is, you know, a worthwhile investment for my business. Absolutely, yeah. So we're going to transition into interior design game. We do this every week. Um, so I really wanted to talk to you about eight interior design trends that, you know, Forbes says we will see in 2021. And I just wanted to know from your perspective, you know, as a PR agency that represents interior designers, is the, are these really trends that you feel like you're noticing as well or that you're trying to get your clients out there to write articles about or talk about um, in the industry. So it's, it's going to be true or false. Okay, let's do it. So the first one is outdoors influencing the indoors. How do you feel about this trend? True. True. I feel this is very true. I think everybody yeah. is itching for some sort of outdoor experience everywhere after COVID. <laughs> Absolutely. And just a place to get outside, entertain outside, you know, be with friends and family. Having those like indoor outdoor spaces, I think is just really, you know, nice. And people are renovating their homes more now than ever. And oh my gosh, we're seeing yes. just a huge trend in outdoor spaces. Yes. And the renos and the delays. <laughs> <laughs> like it's sort of a sort of a love-hate relationship right now but it's good it's good it's all gonna work out yeah um the next one is the refined curves the kind of those curvy furniture pieces from the 80s making a resurgence right now true yes i feel like we're just seeing all this beautiful almost like we're going back to our our retro days i love it <laughs> lots of curvy furniture this is really showing my age because i was born in the 80s and i'm like Same. oh 
okay, so now I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now yeah. I'm becoming a trend that circles back in time, I see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I love it. So the next one is vibrant shades of green. Yes, we're seeing green everywhere. I, um, all of our clients have beautiful green projects. Um, they're just a cover of El Decor on a beautiful green project, but yes, true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the color green is coming in, I think, more than I kind of, I think I wasn't initially planning to see it so much, but it is definitely everywhere right now. It's yes. kind of making me rethink some ideas I've done. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is bold walls. Um, again, this could be done through wallpaper, bold paint color. Um, how are you seeing this work? Absolutely. I mean, we are seeing so much wallpaper and I love it. It's so fun. We just did a post on our Instagram that I think is getting more impressions than any of our other posts on this. Mm. Uh, one of our clients is beautiful entry ways with super vibrant and bold wallpaper and we love it. I think it's absolutely true. We're seeing a lot more use of like bold, fun wallpapers and you know colors throughout the home. I agree. I feel like people are getting less, um, like it's interesting, like I feel like the color palette of maybe the room itself is getting very neutral, but right. the walls are getting really turned up now um, more than ever. I feel like what's going on. The next one is flexible kitchen layouts. I feel like um, the open concept kitchen, is, you know, is one look, but there's some other layouts that are that are kind of coming up where people kind of want that flexibility between having walls or not. Are, are you seeing this at all? True. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think flexible um, kitchen layouts, we're kind of seeing this trend quite a lot and just different ways of being able to entertain or having like really unique breakfast nooks within yes. a kitchen space and um, a lot of, you know, kind of unique ideas. One of our clients is a um, architecture and interior design firm and it's kind of fun to see um, some of the kitchens that they're putting together and the, the layouts and the way they're kind of rethinking the use of the kitchen and the space yeah. of the kitchen. It's really fun. Yeah, I feel like, again, I mean, I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking like, I was thinking in like this COVID era that you know, kitchen renovations would be hot, but there would be other areas of the home that would be the primary focus, but it's still all the kitchen. Right. And well, we're cooking more at home because you can't really go out, right? So. <laughs> That's true. Like, let's yeah. make it where I want to be. Come on. Right. Um, so this is my second to last one for you. It's called traditional inspired looks. Are you seeing this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that tra that you know, incorporating the traditional into the space is definitely kind of a, a trend. We keep on seeing a little bit more of those traditional looks than we may have seen in the past. Absolutely yeah. true. I agree. Okay, my last one is quality over quantity. Oh yes, this is such a great one. Um, you know, I think having a few good quality pieces in a in a home or in a space is great. Um, we just did a story uh, with one of our clients about this and I just think you know the use of good quality pieces is really important to people especially I think today just looking at you know it is much more about quality over quantity and we've just realized that I think in terms of humanity you know over this yes. last year that that's really what life is about too and incorporating that in your home is so important yeah and really just making the long-term investments 
Right. And having something that's really going to be that heirloom quality that you can really keep for years, you can pass down to your children. Um, but I agree with you too. I think this past year has been very eye-opening about not being so disposable um, with what we purchase. Absolutely. Well, Natalie, that is our interview. Thank you so I much. It. I appreciate it. Thank you. This has been so fun. Thank you for having me and for your time today. It's been so nice getting to know a little bit more about you as well. Yeah. And so if any listeners wanted to work with you, what's the best way they can connect with you? Uh, Go to our website, which is adesignpartnership.com. And you can fill out the contact form and we will get in touch with you um, right away. But that's the best way. Or you can also follow us on um, Instagram at adesignpartnership. And I'll be sure to have those links on my website as well. So everyone can definitely connect with you, Natalie, and reach out. wonderful. I really appreciate it. And if anybody wants to shoot us an email, I would be more than happy to send them a complimentary content calendar for any of your listeners. Oh, Natalie. (laughs) I'm like, now you put it on. (laughs) That sounds awesome. All right. So stay safe out there. Okay. You too. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much again for listening to this conversation. I hope you got some real valuable nuggets from Natalie and I's talk, and maybe you're even getting some ideas uh, for the next quarter of how you want to move your business forward. As I've said, if you want to find out more about Natalie's business, there are links in the beginning of this show, as well as on my website at angelabelt.com backslash the mood board podcast. Make sure to listen and subscribe and please share with your friends and family. All right. Bye-bye.